Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Zach. What's up, gentlemen? Uh, um, it's me eating my words. Um <laughs> Did you? Okay, I have to ask. <laughs> so, because I, we we did like a ten minute pre pre show discussion, and not once did I see that spoon until just now. Did you like? Were you like waiting to set this up? Yes. Is this is uh, that is that is there anything even in that bowl? I'm no no. It's my kid's bowl. It's play bowl. I'm driving. I'm driving home today, and I'm like, I need to do something funny because I got ratted out on the chat during your guys's game. Uh, David cast your game, and we're gonna talk about it more in the chat uh, in the uh, in the cast. And I'm driving home. I'm like, I need to grab Renly's bowl and spoon. And when we open up, I'm going to be like, I'm eating my words because those words specifically that I've been called out for were that Kyle Dornbus does not leave units for people to shoot in games. And I was very adamant that, you know, it never happens. And I, re- I redacted that. I said like nine out of 10 times, it doesn't happen that Kyle leaves a unit out there. In and, my defense, um, a bark is like not a unit. So <laughs> I don't know, man. So it's funny. It's funny you say that because no, no, I tuned I, into Endless' stream today yeah, yeah. before well, the well, cast, and uh, I, I tuned in to, to hearing, and so there's six barks in this game, three on yeah, each yeah. side. Uh. I have a newfound respect for barks, but we'll get to that. Um, oh, man. But anyways, yeah, I'm eating my words that you never leave a unit out to dry, and uh, but I did choose the winning team. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, Mike scrambled my circuits. Um, I think I think my brain was still on on the loading screen for like the first three turns of that game. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, let's hit news first because besides the fact that Mike and I played a game, um, we actually got some fairly significant Legion news. So let's. Well, do you have any housekeeping first, Mike, before we get to news? I have no significant updates other than if you wanna support us. Check out our Patreon, check out thefifthtrooper.com slash store, and check out Cubicle Raiders, which is a game that we produced and developed and are selling online on the store. So, check it out, but nothing new. Awesome. All right, uh, let's hit the news. Welcome to In the News. All right, so we got the first official Star Wars miniatures stream from Atomic Mass Games last week. Zach, you were you wrote an article on it. Do you want to like summarize for us basically what was in that stream? Yeah, I just kind of BS my way through it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I've been cashing in some articles lately because I haven't been playing. Hang on, hang on, Zach. You got to be like, I worked hours on this. I'm being, I'm being literally honest. Like talking to his boss, he's like, "Yeah, man, I just, I just phoned it in." I don't care. (laughs) I am an honest soul, and I know Kyle read that and knew that I phoned it in. But I shouldn't say I phoned it in. I, 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 Zach, it was a great article. Don't tell yourself short. Well, no, I put my enthusiasm in it where, um, and I know we talked about it a little bit internally. Um, I was not expecting a lot of the things that they brought to the table. Um, so let's go through them real quick. Um, they were adamant about OP, um, basically staying the same, uh, basically going store level primes were still going to be a thing. Uh, worlds was going to happen, you know, eventually, which I think they said 2022 is what they're aiming for. And they're hoping for, you know, store events to start happening late 21. 
Um, my favorite thing of all of it all was that they were very um, keen about what's going on in the world, which I thought was a good update to be, uh, you know, fully aware of the situation at hand. Um, and what I mean by that is that like, they can say these things, but at least they're giving themselves a bit of a shoot. Um, if, you know, vaccinations and things like that. I know, I know we're not going to try and go too crazy here, but like we're all trying to get better in the world and we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel and they know that, but they also want us to be aware that that might not go as smooth as we think. And if that's the case, then they'll have to rework it. But for now we're going to aim for 2022. Um, now going into the cast, I are their, their stream, I should say, I was not expecting them to hit OP the way that they did. Um, so for me personally, and then I wrote this in the article, this was like a breath of fresh air. Um, I wasn't expecting any OP it was just kind of like, oh, well, here's what we're going to do. Uh, maybe a straight guideline for them to say that they're still going to continue with what they were going with. They're going to work with FFG with what they had. Uh, they're going to look into ways to do narrative events and different OP events. I thought was all fantastic news. Uh, on top of that, they gave us some previews. There were some rumors floating around about these two units, uh, but we're going to end up seeing, and we're going to talk about it in, you know, right now is the rebel speeder truck and the lat LE. Um, I'm blanking on the rebel speeder truck. Is it the AA five? AA yeah. five. Yeah. Um, it's, it's ugly five, but that's fine. Um, they showed us the models, which were cool. The boxes look huge. Uh, unless Simone's like, like really small, but those boxes like next to her were like, like look huge. Um, I think I wrote in the article and, and Mike and I, you and I discussed the production of the cat, you know, the stream was a little, you know, it, you know, it could have been better. Yeah. I, I'm trying to be, trying to be politically correct. I, I guess. understand you're it, trying to be polite, but yeah, it's terrible. It was, it was bad. I, I think we need to put in perspective though, that they're working from home. Um, it, it could have been better. Sure. But the stuff that was within the stream was good. Uh, the OP, the news of units, uh, Luke's going to be on, uh, it's on, a, on March, on their next March stream. We're going to get two streams a month for Legion, it sounded like, or Star Wars in general, I should say. Um, and mostly hobby-based, which is fine. Um, I, I, in, in any way, like, anyways, like, to have streams Star Wars-based twice per month seems very good and productive to kind of keep the gears moving in all these games, especially when things aren't really moving right now because of everything going on in the world. Um I don't know. I felt good with what I heard. I, I, I talked about it last week in the cast. I just needed some solid ground to stand on and they gave me more than that. And I'm happy with what I heard. Um, I do hope that we see production value go up as times get better, Mike. So I am with you. I would start to get concerned that if like things get better in the world and they're still giving us, you know, this at home production, that's a little, you know, a little, you know, not what we're up to par with, with FFG because FFG for all that we faulted them. So at times they had good streams. Their streams were actually very, very solid. Uh, and their production value was very, very solid. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. How do you guys feel? Like, I, I felt like the information inside the stream, uh, quality aside, was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't actually get to watch the stream itself, so I can't comment on the production value. But I was very excited to hear sort of the download of the information. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm a mixed bag on this. Uh, there was a couple, a few things I really liked. A couple of them you haven't mentioned. Uh, so the first, which was important to me personally, was they are going to, or they at least are saying they're going to 
honor current world invitees to the next worlds. That was a big deal for me. I know that for huge a lot of people, it probably isn't a huge deal, but for <clears throat> how I don't know. I think that that's really important. You know, we have been we worked hard for those invites, and yeah, it's just it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, you fly all over the country to to go to these big events, and and yeah, you can get them at like RPQs or Prime Championships or whatever. But like uh, most of the invites. Are, are from like um so i don't know that was a big deal for me the other thing that i was pretty excited about was they were talking about releasing a um like super encounter like like the thanos and hulk encounters for marvel crisis protocol and they're gonna do one for vader uh with the vader down comic and if you haven't seen the vader down comic or read it or whatever that's the the comic that fear and dead men is is based on and you know he's standing in the field surrounded by like 300 rebel troopers and they say you know something to the effect of you know uh stop put your guns down you're surrounded and vader just turns around and says the only thing i'm surrounded by is fear and dead men and it just i don't know um that that sort of thing excites me um so it's too bad that the card in the game means that Vader probably dies, but that's besides. <laughs> yeah, the, the card in the game maybe ha- is a little lackluster, but but I think that um, you know uh, narrative stuff like that may help help these characters that maybe aren't super good in competitive play see the table in ways that are you know um, cool and important, and and maybe they're not like tournament viable, but at least they don't just sit on the shelf the whole time. Um, so. I'm excited about that, you know, uh, I was, as we already mentioned, less than excited about the production value of the stream, uh, I'll give them a, a mulligan on that, um, but, uh, I also was not super thrilled with the May 20th release date that they threw out there for these new vehicles, I don't know how about you, you guys felt about that, but we don't even have a release date for Callus and Lando yet. Um, so I felt like it was kind of strange that they were giving a release date for these guys. Um, and it was super far away to boot. So, um, that felt odd to me. Um, only thing I can think of is that, and I could be, this is speculation for me and I I don't, I don't have like any insider information. My phone has been, this phone doesn't have inside information. I'm just thinking that the transition between the two companies, I know that they're kind of like, it's almost like a shell game. If you really think about it, they're kind of the same company, but not the same company. I'm thinking that the shift is probably causing a bit of a delay. Um, if I had to take a guess. Uh, I mean, it's got to be, right? Like all this yeah. product was branded FFG. It's pretty clear that like, this isn't stuff AMG worked on. Like, Yeah, I, were, and I think they, they mentioned were... that like, that like the year 21, whatever releases for 21 is going to be branded FFG still. Um, and then 22 is when you're going to see it branded AMG, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. I was kind of half watching at work and then half watching while I was driving, like listening while I was driving, not watching. But yeah, listening. But they basically said that like the development process for a new unit it, internally at AMG is like two years. Um, and, and I think that everybody's pretty on board with like this was kind of a surprise transition so to yeah to for them to like have a new unit within the next year that that amg specifically produced seems a little bit um if i had to take a uh, guess what's happening is that like they're shifting all the data over 
and they're going through whatever units that are at a production stage, right? And then they're evaluating where they want to go. And that's probably bogging up the actual like movement of the units because they're trying to basically cement where they want to go after they take over the game. And what I mean by that is like after like whatever the last unit that was prepared for by FFG gets produced basically. Right. So like you have that whole chain of chain of like chain of events that have to happen. Here's where FFG stops. Here's where AMG starts. And they're probably trying to figure that all out before they say, Hey, here's these boxes of, of units. Um, so I just think we need patience. And I, I know that we've said this on many casts leading into this. Um, and I'm, I'm advocating again, is that we just stay patient um, especially when the news that we got in these, in this, you know, stream and then the OP announcement the day after kind of alleviated a lot of doubts people had, if I had to take a guess. Yeah, I think that's Yeah, fine. definitely. And I mean, we are still in the midst of a pandemic, you know, I don't, shipping right now internationally is kind of a disaster. So, you know, there's just a lot of factors. Um, at the moment, since there's no in-person games, I've got such a painting backlog anyway. You know, I've got an army of B2s that I haven't painted yet. May 20th. I'm not going to lie. That's fine. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I didn't even care about the date that it comes out. I will yeah. pick up these units when I start playing on a table again. Seriously. Like, I think, yeah. I that's how that's I feel. very fair. My overall concern is just like, like how, how so I, I, I was talking to somebody about it. I forget who it was, but like, how could you possibly promise us that date? Like, is is my problem. it's it's weird. It's weird that they gave a date at all. Yeah, I think. It's, it's, like, yeah. it's like that. That was my red flag. It's not yeah. really that it's like so far out. It's like it's so far out. How could you possibly? I, I wonder if they actually have the product and they actually know that stores are going to get this product by an X amount, like an X date. But they're really just trying to get all of their eggs in a basket before they start putting it out. That's the only thing I could think of. Seriously, like it's very and possible. I, I and and to be fair, if that is truly the case, which we will never know, but if that is the case, that actually feels a lot better than how FFG was handling things. I would rather them give us a date and have a plan that they're working on that actually works than give us a date and things fall through. Now, of course, if May twentieth comes through and those units aren't on the shelf. Well, that podcast the next day, I'm going to take this bowl out. I'm going to take this exact spoon and I'm going to eat my words. But I truly hope that we're actually turning a corner with the company that has the game in their hands and they're actually putting together a plan and they're going to follow through with it. And, and it felt like that. I, I, I did feel that watching the stream that they kind of, they were passionate and they seemed like they had a plan. That, that's what I wanted to see. And I got that and I'm happy with that. Yeah, the fact that we're getting basically total continuity with the OP structure, um, I'm I'm going to be excited to see Luke on the stream in a month talking more specifically about Legion. Uh, clearly, he's still around. So, um, as far as like continuity is concerned, you know, I think when this when this news went was announced a couple months ago, basically we were like, let's just wait and see what happens. There's no reason to panic yet. Um, and I think we're in a good spot with, with AMG. I feel pretty good. So I was very encouraged just by the general tone of the news, the fact that OP is going to continue to be a thing, um, the fact that they care about the game and are moving it forward. So, yeah, I'm excited. All right, you want to talk about our game, Mike? 
Do I want to talk about our game? Um, I mean, well, I mean, I, it, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. The, we, the royal, the royal you. Yes. Um, so, for those of you that were not hanging out in Twitch chat with uh, with David and and Zach, uh, not that Zach was not casting, but he was, I'm sure, hanging out in chat. Oh yeah, I had it on the iPad. I was I was watching it intently. Um, well, I shouldn't say I, in moments. In moments, I was watching it. You could tell when the big moments were happening. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. So I guess for some background, about six hours before the match, I DM'd Zach and I I DM'd him a list, and I was like, "Hey, Zach, um, <clears throat> what do you think about this?" <laughs> and Zach, you said. Uh, what the hell am I looking at? I think is what I said. <laughs> like, I said, what the hell is this? Why don't you talk about what, what it is? So Mike, Mike tells me he's waffling. He sends me this list. And he, it, first of all, he prefaces it, prefaces it with, I might play Maul AAT. And I was like, well, how many reps do you have with Maul AAT? I actually think that's a good list for this map. Um, there's open areas for the AAT to hit, but there's also areas for Maul to infiltrate and jump. I'm like, that's, I like that. But I said, how many reps do you have with it? And he said, enough but maybe not enough right because he's playing kyle like it's not like he's you know like it's it's important to think about who he's playing here right i, I would have much rather faced that list for the record oh, yeah um, <laughs> so so it's it's funny now that i've had the time to think about it okay in in the moment he sends me this triple bark list and i'm not saying that this list is any good and i'm going to ex- explain my thought process before and be- and after well hang on it's not just triple barks yeah yeah hold on it's it's obi-wan okay Anakin, three barks in core. I don't even know if they even have heavy weapons. I don't think they did. It was, it yeah. was four phase ones, too, which had portable scanners. Yeah, no portable scanners. So I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? I said, if you're trying to play two two Jedi and and run with a bid, which was the whole point, because it started with, oh, maybe I should just go for bombing run. And I think Mike said something to me like, oh, well, they're actually decent on breakthrough. And I was like, I don't think they're good on breakthrough at all. Um, but that's besides the point. I'm like, if you're going all in on, on bombing run, why not? put arcs into the, into the list and make it a, you know, competitive list and, and just lean on your Jedi. And of course he brought, he brings up a good point that Kyle's been playing, you know, um, situational awareness, which we've been, you know, dunking on you for. Um, and I understood, I understood where he's going through with the barks. I just think barks suck. Um, that's just plain and simple. And now that's what I thought too. Now that here's my post game analysis. I was effing wrong for the main reason of I still think barks are not that great. Okay. But I've said this on the podcast, maybe like three episodes ago uh, when I was joking around trying to give um, advice to anyone that's playing Kyle, you want to try and make Kyle feel uncomfortable. And for some reason, when Mike sent me this list, I didn't think about it in that perspective I didn't think about, well, this list is going to make Kyle be like, how the hell do I play against this? Cause I've never seen anything like this. And when I see the bark turn the corner and hit the strike team, that made me eat my words. I was like, Kyle literally did not know what to do for like turns one through two, maybe even three uh, simply because he felt uncomfortable because he's so used to playing against, you know, cookie not cookie cutter list but not lists that are whack wackadoo because this list is wackadoo no matter which way you cut it right now <laughs> this is, this well is... hang on i am i am also familiar with several wackadoo lists and yes yes i'm, I'm perfectly fine against them this was not one of them no this is two <laughs> lightsabers <laughs> oh, with three barks list. a new like, right no it's... heavy weapons like what the hell's going on here yeah um 
it's not just cookie cutter versus not cookie cutter. It's familiar no, yeah, versus yeah. not. <laughs> I mean, we're talking. Clearly, this was in the not category. <laughs> this is in this is in this is in like right field of Wrigley Field. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. Um, needless to say, maybe Pat Park. Um, <laughs> Wrigley's pretty close. Needless anyway, to say, continue. No, no, you're good. I, I get what you're getting at. Um, for baseball fans, Petco Park is a pitcher friendly park. Um, so, needless to say, uh, Mike brings a bid. Uh, ironically, I think he brought this list for Bob and Run. He got hostage exchange, which I think was actually way better. Oh, it was so it was much better. Like, and way like, better for I, this I really situation didn't occur at hand. to me how much better it was a hostage exchange than bombing run until like the middle of turn one i was like oh this is this game's kind of over like like you know yeah. um i'm not gonna lie i thought it was over turn zero and that's very rare for me to say that then when you turn the corner on that strike team i was like oh it's definitely over and you did some shenanigans with the jedi in the middle and um, yeah, it turns out double force push on hostage exchange against the list that has no counter to kind of melee units is really and no force push itself. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, and that's the thing we discussed it afterwards. And I, I mean, for all of you that listen to this podcast, uh, and I'm the one that listen. This is your game, so I need to get, let you guys talk about this more because I'm like the one that's going on like this rant here. But like to give you the we, we should describe what actually happened in the game you're, yeah. you're describing your takeaways yeah. but <laughs> yeah, those but that haven't watched it don't actually know what happened yet my takeaway we'll go to afterwards because it's the same thing that kyle said to me okay. post game so we'll go for that is because it hit home when you said it kyle yeah so let's talk about what actually happened first and then we can talk about our takeaways um so mike brought the aforementioned <laughs> anakin obi-wan um Four phase twos, three naked barks. Oh, four phase ones. Let's get. This I'm sorry. Straight. I'm sorry. My bad. Four phase ones. <laughs> We're taking um, all units I've yeah, crafted yeah. on. All yeah, with with on. portable scanners. <laughs> yeah, it was the complete like just complete out of left field list. The last thing I would have expected you to, you to play. Um, anyway, I uh, had a <laughs> you you did a lot of waffling. I uh, got down to my computer like five minutes before the game started. I'm like, oh shit, I need to send. Sorry, you can bleep that out. I need to send a, um, I need to send a list to the judge, and I need it to be something that I already have a disc for in TTS because we got to play in five minutes. So I literally just played what I played last time against Zodiac, which is, you know, a good counter Republic list if your opponent is playing any sort of normal Republic list. Um, it was basically not. <laughs> clearly not. Um, this was it was just the Cassian. Uh, K2, Chewy, um, situational awareness, sniper list, basically, which is which is great against any normal Republic list or most other gunline lists. Um, but on a map with ginormous line of sight blockers in the middle uh, against two force users, uh, not so great. <laughs> Hold so, on, it's not even just that. It's two force users, but one of them that really likes to get into the freight early if possible to protect him from getting suppression Yeah, and hostage exchange, right? And Yeah, and hostage exchange. It was like the perfect storm. Um, during deployment, I was like, there were a couple things. So first of all, clearly that's a, that's a great setup for two force users. And it's important to kind of note there that bidding, I mean, all the objectives in your deck would have been bad for me. It's not like it's not like you got, it's not like you got quote unquote lucky with hostage. Clearly, that was I, so. That was good. Your, what were your cards? Breakthrough, think, bombing, run, hostage, and recover. I got a little bit lucky on the cards because I think I tilted you from the get go. 
and because because it was breakthrough hostage exchange recover the supplies i think uh, payload oh payload sorry yeah. payload in the top and i think that hostage exchange was the worst for you it was but i think i also had to veto something else that's very possible um and i i don't know if it was i think it was like limvis maybe or um it, it may have or hemmed in i don't remember yeah um like i needed three vetoes and i only had two totally basically like, I, I just like we ended up on battle lines which was like also super good for me yeah <laughs> uh for a variety of reasons yeah but it was like i think i vetoed hemmed, hemmed in to get to battle lines and then it was also like danger close in the third slot so those would have all been bad which sort of you know just goes to the broader concept of I don't think enough people are doing this. You can really make a very heavily tailored deck with vital assets being a thing now. Um, Cause I looked at those nine cards out there and I was like, Oh, this is, I need like eight, I need like eight vetoes and then I need to swap out some of these <laughs> for yeah, cards that yeah. I like more. Yeah. So anyway, we ended up on hostage exchange, which clearly is very good for force users against a list that doesn't have any force users. Um, but I think I think there were still some outs for me potentially. Um, there was like a moment in hindsight. I was able to um, so turn two. The predictable thing happened, which is Anakin dove in there against my hostage and force pushed them into melee with him. Um, but the way that the way that you did the melee, uh, I think I was able to like drop my five dudes around him and then not fit a sixth dude, so I could put the unit leader like slightly away. So in hindsight, what I should have done is just withdrawn them, and then they would have been too far away for Obi-Wan to then follow up and force push into Anakin. That was definitely the gateway of opportunity that I yeah. left you. And and it, it was like one of those things, I think, when when I realized, I realized my mistake, like, as soon as you activated, and like... Uh-huh. And you went, and I was like, I have to fix this. So I immediately meleeed your unit with yep. another core unit so to, to, like, fix the problem. Yep. Um... Which, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. There was I think I had like one activation window to pull that off, and I, I waited. I didn't see the melee, the counter melee thing, being a, coming. So I, I waited too long. Basically, um, clearly you perceived that correctly as as the threat to the strategy, because then I could have just unloaded everything on Anakin. Oh, and and it would have been it would have been terrible. You know, I what I was attempting to do was to like drag your hostage back yeah, yeah. on, right? But you, so it it was an issue with the fact that. Um, and this was like, it, it wasn't running through my mind because normally this isn't an issue because we're not running with six man core units and, yeah. and like it's, you can almost always fit five dudes around, right. you know, right. And, um, the issue was that I didn't base the unit leader because I was trying to drag your unit leader back. And, and, and once you started coherent, I was like, oh, he's got too many dudes to fit around Anakin. This is actually not great. So. And and just to, I guess to preface this for people that may not understand why two forest users are particularly good on on this objective, it's because once you withdraw from the first forest user, the other forest user just like reels you back in, right? Yeah. Um. So it's just it's a it's very hard to get away. Um. And so I mean like after you missed this window, like Anakin and Kenobi were pretty much in melee the entire game. Yep. Yeah, it was actually a good showcase of like a lot of the nuances of the melee rules. Um, besides that one instance where I failed to capitalize on that, uh, there was like another instance where I was able to cohere the unit leader into your hostage, which had been dropped, and then pick up both of them. 
yeah, I mean, you, you were up, you were up two to zero at one point. In that game. At one point. Yeah. But of course you had two lightsabers and I had zero. So, uh, all my stuff in the middle died basically. Well, it was sort of like, you know, my, By my, the end barks, of the game. my barks went around the outside and like, yep. they were just kind of like pushing your units into this funnel of Anakin Kenobi that were just like, you know, I don't know. It was like, it was like your, your units were just being like processed through a blender, like three at a time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That was the other thing is I totally underestimated the Barks. So Zach in our opening talked about basically leaving a strike team exposed. Um, they were naked Barks. So in my brain, um, I, like I had not faced naked Barks before. So I'm just like, what are they going to do? They're going to hit me with a wet towel basically. Um, so I, I like, I basically ignored them when I was deploying, which was clearly a mistake. Um, yeah. So I lost the strike team on the first turn because it, it got flanked and then hit by you know, a, f- a four hit bark, naked bark shot. <laughs> to be fair, um, you, I don't think you intended to leave them exposed like you did. I think you moved Chewbacca. If I yeah, yeah. I had Chewie in guardian range of all my strike teams. And, and then I, I, I couldn't give an order to Chewie the first turn. So I pulled his token and then I moved him up. And in my brain, he was like still in guardian range, but he wasn't. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, it was, it was a good case of of um, understanding tempo, right? Like Mike understood the tempo that needed for him. Like for, and I'm not saying that he needed to necessarily wipe that strike team um, to win the game, right? Because he still had two force users that could clog the middle, right? But Mike was also down what two activations. Yeah, it was it was right. eleven to nine from the get go. Right. Mm-hmm. So Mike understood that that bark flanking. And and chipping away that strike team was big for to go from eleven to ten versus nine. And I know that seems crazy, but being down one activation versus two is really big in this situation, especially when he needs those Jedi to go last when possible. Um, so for him to kind of chip away a unit to then for Kyle, you Kyle, you kind of had to almost react to that bark to go over there too. Yep. So basically drew you away from your actual game plan that probably needed to happen right like you focused on that flanking bark with your i think you took a shot with a dlt and then another one with a dlt maybe two shots early on on that it was so that's the other thing about the barks i grossly underestimated how difficult they would be to kill i think that first bark i'm like okay he deleted a strike team we're just going to trade a bark for a strike team i guess that's okay um, yeah, because <laughs> I had two, I had two other strike teams and a Z six over there, and I, they all like aimed shot at it in the open, and I think I did like two wounds. Yeah, you, um, your first shot was which, like, I, and they were ranged three shots. They were ranged three shots with the strike teams. Your first shot was lackluster. It was a hit in two, in two crits. I was like, oh well, he he forced two saves. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. surge, and Mike rolled two blocks, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, and then the snipers, the ones with Pierce, were just like straight whiffing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I cannot spend two Rebel turns trying to kill this thing. Rebel they do. do do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, I eventually killed it, but not after like, I mean, it tied up like three units for two turns, which was uh, more than I could afford. I think those barks killed way more stuff than our troopers ever would have in in, in that particular matchup. In that in like, that particular like, matchup, like, yes. yeah. They they took like twelve. I I I think between eight to twelve models. I don't know exactly, but they killed basically. Probably two, closer to eight, but yeah. Like close will, to two core units in a strike team. Um, I will give you this, Mike. No. I still don't like barks, but that's a personal preference. I will say this. 
that if we intend to see situational awareness spam in single eliminations, there might be something to running barks. There might be. Um, you know, if, if situational awareness is running rampant in single elimination lists, which we won't know for a little while, um, strictly there to basically counter arcs, right? If you really think about it. Um, I mean, among other things, I'm not saying it's just arcs, but the, their main concern is to, is to stop ch- chipping from arc troopers. And other um, things with critical, which is yeah. a lot of things. But yeah, <laughs> it's, of course. It is a lot. But, for, I, yeah. but, for, 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 but for a clone player going up against situational awareness and you don't have, you know, like like a lot of things that throw critical other than like the mortar and the in the um dc15 the regular dc15 on a phase one right like empire has more units of critical and rebel have more units of critical like there, there's more critical floating around in other in other um factions but for you know clones arcs arcs are like the bread and butter of most lists but thinking outside the box with barks, if you're expecting to see situational awareness might be the way to go. The issue, of course, is, and we talk about this on the podcast many times, you have to be able to win like six games straight in single eliminations. Can they do that? I don't, well, and this is, this I is a gamble know. I took ahead of time because Kyle definitely could have shown up with a separatist list and I would yeah. have been screwed like oh. uh, there was no guns in this list really Dude. like like the barks would have been like oh i got two droids like <laughs> you know like like they wouldn't uh it yeah it wouldn't have been nearly as good and, yeah. and lightsabers also not super great against separatists right because like you're like oh i'm throwing five dice and it's pierce three but like your unit's not dead still um and uh, i would have maul, maul or dooku or both if right. i was running separatist lists yeah so. i mean yeah Sadly, we know how Kyle operates, and he had been playing situational awareness rebel spam most recently. And you would know that, and, and I know that maybe he didn't have the time to think about it because he's been busy with real life stuff. And, and we and we get that 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 wasn't in our factoring. My yeah, factoring, I, was I, in, I I did not think you were going to play the same list. I was yeah. expecting I didn't. Either. I was expecting <laughs> Kenobi situational, which I thought uh, was going to be a very different game. Um, that would have been, been a very different game. Yeah. That would have been uh, interesting to see because my main takeaway, which Kyle brought up post game, was I'm never playing this game without force push again. <laughs> yeah, I, and I he said, said the same that thing that night. He was like, he was like, I'm, uh, I'm so done with not having force push. Which so, Kyle and I have said this many times in blogs, in, on the podcast, in you know, in our own Discord. Like, I don't know how many times Kyle and I have said, dude, I, I hate leaving the house without force push. And this was like the one time, like he really, really felt that. I'm sure he's felt it in other games. I have, um, but, but I would say that the the microscope and magnitude of the game, due to Invader League, there's a lot of people watching the stream. We pumped it up on the podcast. Like it was just funny to see because, like, I knew in his like I'm watching and I'm like, oh my god, Kyle wishes he had like Luke or Obi Wan so bad right now, or like Dooku, anything with Force Push. Like he would take like. He would take like a fifty-point Jedi Padawan with one health with like force push if he could right now. Uh, that that I could tell that that was like a thought process going through his mind, and he said that after the game. Yeah, I do think that kind of highlighted crutch is not the right word, but I'm certainly used to. I mean, I nearly always run force user lists. That's kind of my thing. So I'm sort of used to being able to counter other force users just like as a matter of course, and I'm very good at that duel. Um, 
I clearly need a lot more people do it, right? People, plenty of people run force users and are capable of countering force users. Um, I'm not one of those people, <laughs> at least not right now. So um, I'm legitimately I, the same way. If I yeah, see a force user on the other side and I'm playing something without a force user, which is a very rare occasion, but it does happen. I feel legitimately uncomfortable yep. and you go into the game with the wrong mindset, basically. And, and like, I, I've gone into games where like, oh, I, I can't win this. I don't have a force user. And we're going into a game where it's better for a force user, or like turn zero winds up better for that force users list. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm on my back foot and I'm not really necessarily on my back foot, but my mentality is there because I don't have my own way to counter their force user melee unit, you know? Yeah. And it's not that that's not, I think that's a little bit of a fallacy. Um, that's sort of a construct in, because we're so used to just having a force user on the table. Totally. Like totally. I don't, I don't have that muscle memory built up where you can like, clearly you can run a list without a force user and still be capable of countering them. Oh, I just, I don't, I don't personally have that muscle memory built. No, up. I totally like get like flabbergasted because I'm like, how do I deal with this without my own force push? And I kind of get my mind into a pretzel because I'm not used to it. It's yep. my own, it's my personal thing or something like it. I'm not saying you can't do it without a force user. It, plenty of people do it. And it's definitely a strategy. Uh, it's just not one that I can deal with personally. myself. Like, same with you. Yep. Yeah. I, I also think that like a little bit of it is like you, you have that feeling of like you're, you're outside your comfort zone, but then like your opponent has two force pushes as opposed to like, it's not like they just had one, like you can withdraw from one and, and you'll be okay. It's like, Oh my, it feels like your opponent is cheating when they have to a little bit, <laughs> like not that they are, but like, you know, um, <laughs> your units are just getting like blown every which way and you can't control their movement at all. Um, I don't know. I, uh, but I mean, it's an expensive combination, you know? Um, I, <clears throat> I guess to wrap this out for me, uh, th this was a counter pick against Kyle. I would never bring this to Elims. I don't even think this list is good. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to be clear, it's I, trash. you know, I, um, I said it, it's I, trash. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think that if you are up against a specific meta, um, you know, it was, it was, it I took it to do a certain job. It did it really well. Uh, there's no way you're going to win, you know, six, seven games in a row with that list. I think, um, you know, I, so, uh, you know, I, I trash Anakin and Kenobi a lot, but I've played a lot of Anakin Kenobi off the air. Um, and I really want it to be good. It's not. Um, and, you know, I, there's a lot of cool trickery, tricksy stuff you can do with it. And when you get like hostage exchange, you're like, Oh, gold mine. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not yeah. good in the context of having to win six to eight games in a row. If, if you That's... ever get outbid, you are pretty much just done is the thing. And I, and, and for listeners at home, I'm not sure that we expressed how much the bid on this list was. It was like 21, 22 points. Like it was not, it was not a trivial bid. Um, yeah, there certainly are lists that bid more. Yeah. Um, Droid lists but, can really afford to bid more. And, yeah, the, the token. A lot of the times they have like tanks and. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Yeah, it's definitely a surprise Kyle for one game kind of <laughs> list. Yeah, you and know, it, I mean, it it did very well at that very specific purpose. You so. know, sometimes when you're playing within your division, so to speak, you gotta like, or or within your conference, like sometimes you gotta show up and and like you know with a different quarterback, you know, <laughs> and and like just change it up, you know, um, which. Yeah, throw the backup in there that the other team didn't uh, didn't prepare the routes for, even right, if he's you know, even if he's yeah, worse. You know, you yeah. you the quarterback throws it off as a pitch, runs down the field, and your backup quarterback's like throwing a pass to your you know your actual quarterback. That was that's the type of situation that this was. This was this was trick play time, not not like you know solid competitive lead time. <laughs> It certainly made for an entertaining game. I'm sure that uh, yeah. everybody that watched enjoyed themselves. Um, it was fun for me, even though uh, <laughs> I was I was stuck on the loading screen for most of it. Um, but yeah, it's funny. It struck me sort of in the middle of that game about how thematic that it would have been more thematic if I was actually playing CIS, although oh, it wouldn't have totally. it wouldn't have worked totally. nearly as well. But like Anakin specifically in the show Clone Wars, if you've seen that, uh, always kind of beats the tactical droids by just doing something outrageous and unexpected that would never work twice. <laughs> because, because you know, that's like how you how you beat a, an AI machine, right? Um, so it struck me how thematic that was, that not only did you do essentially that, but you used Anakin in the process. Yeah. So. Yeah. Props, props, golf clap, props, props I, for that. I, I, I took a lot of crap in chat because, you know, I've been like, man, barks are terrible. You know, Kenobi's not very good. Anakin's trash. Uh, and I played all three of those units. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that something that it did highlight for me is, is maybe those units are not as bad as we thought. I don't know if I use them all at the same time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not but, sure I would eat all the candy, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Uh but like Naked Barks, you know, for something with five health, permanent cover, a red save, and that is really fast, you're basically paying a strike team price for that. Maybe a little bit more, sixty points. You know, that's an arc, basically. So, you know, for something that makes you not terrible at mobility objectives like bombing run and breakthrough, and that you can pick off other strike teams and white save units with not terrible you know you could definitely do worse yeah i agree i I also think that like we haven't super reevaluated that particular unit since the point changes right like and and it in it it's a pretty substantial difference uh in it not like not being 75 base or whatever it was before you know um and the rules changes. And the rules changes. Uh, and and to the Anakin, you know, I'm not gonna say Anakin. I am gonna say Anakin is trash. I think I, I I still think Anakin is really bad. I think th- I was able to mitigate a lot of the badness because, like, I, I could hold Kenobi and just force push whatever you withdrew from Anakin back into melee with him. So even if he was suppressed, like you weren't gonna get to really shoot him, right? And um. I I think I don't know. Um, I the ma- the map was really good for them. There there was a lot of things that went into that. I'm not saying yeah. Anakin is unplayable. Certainly, Invader League has demonstrated thus far that Anakin is playable. I just I don't think he's top tier. I don't think he's even probably A or B tier. I, I, you know, um, he's probably like 
you know, a C tier list, which is fine, but but I don't I wouldn't expect you to take down a tournament with Anakin, you know. Right. Um mm-hmm. you know, I well Yeah. And if it's worth highlighting that if I had been able to pull off that withdrawal, like even if I didn't kill Anakin in one turn, which was reasonably possible uh, given the the circumstances there, I would have just played the flaw card on the next turn. Like Right. I would have been screwed. Like had you had you figured out the timing and had I not yeah. had you on the back foot, like even in the perfect cir- like circumstances, I could have been really screwed. And um, you know, I mean, just like so that people understand how perfectly it went, like Kenobi and Anakin did not take a wound the entire game. Like 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 that's that's how perfectly it went. And they were like the only pieces in my army that could like really do damage, you know, like um yeah, I killed other stuff, but I was just never able to shoot them. Basically, right. it, it was just like they were in melee, and when and when you could like melee them, they had like four dodge tokens to share between the two of them, you know. And it was like, uh, okay, I guess this sucks, you know. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure that 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 specific uh, game was a real good showcase of why Anakin is playable. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I I want him to be good. I just I think his command cards don't really do anything. Um, I think I think that <laughs> like I I will say that I think his flaw is less of a problem than we originally discussed. If if we're gonna revisit the Anakin conversation, my it's issue easier. with it is he's he's got no Son of Skywalker, he's got no Return of the Jedi, he's got no my my ally of the Force. Like all of his things give him keywords, which is great, but you can like just pay an extra 10 points to like start the game with those keywords with Kenobi. Like, and speaking of that, did you bring push or did you bring Anakin's two pip? Um, so I, I, Anakin was push saber throw seize the initiative endurance. Uh, push the command card. No, the command card. Oh, I brought, I brought push. I, I left Anakin's. um, I think leaving the two pip is a solid strategy to try and mitigate the, the flaw card in certain lists. I think so too. I think in that one specifically, like, yeah, it was important. However, yep. I'm not sure I, if I were to like run it back. I think I might have taken Anakin's two pip because uh, I think I could have probably gotten away with not having an order on Kenobi for a turn. Um, like see, in th- in see, those circumstances. Yeah. See, clear. my my reason for asking is because it's not about keeping an order on Kenobi. It's about the detriment that you put yourself on the flaw like cuz if i'm not mistaken the two pip make forces you to attack something right uh yeah so the, yeah. that w- that was one of the main reason i didn't that was the other yeah. main reason i didn't bring it is that i think it it makes you i think it makes you it, attack every turn or yeah. or and i don't like that like i think going first with anakin is mitigatable because he has exemplar so if he goes first and early you can mitigate the three pip you can mitigate the one pip and you can have pass tokens and do some stuff. But the two pip, if you don't have anything to attack, and this is probably why if we were to reevaluate, which we're not doing on this podcast right now, but it, it really makes probably saber throw the thing you bring just to kind of give yourself an out at range two if you really need it. But personally, when building an Anakin list, if I were to play him, I would probably leave the two pip at home. But that's I mean, why I was mainly asking. I just don't yeah. like the drawback of it. That's all. I think the the thing about it though is that like I think the reason that I was able to leave the two pip at home was because I had a refreshable force push every turn. Like, like right. I you know I and I think that if I didn't have Kenobi, I would have really wanted that. You know, right? Um, yeah, that's fair. So that's fair. so like, 
Um, I think part of the reason that it was okay was because, like, Anakin was the, like, extra force push that, like, if I really needed it, I could just be like, recover, force push. And um, I will say Saber Throw is real good that game. A Saber Throw is a little bit of a game changer with Jump uh, and Relentless. Like, like Vader is relentless saber throw thing is kind of middling but man anakin is real fast and he's just like saber you in the face jump away you know and especially um, when you have surge tokens uh and i'm not saying that's the best way to use surge tokens but at least they're there if you need it and you're not bringing the two pip right like and this is in the context of not bringing the two pip which gives him surge crit correct um yeah yeah um because that's the thing with vader you sometimes you throw that lightsaber and you throw some surges and you're like, wow, this feels terrible. Oh. Surges, surges make a big difference on saber throws. That's why Luke's yeah. saber throw is so good, even though he doesn't have relentless because it's four dice with surge crit. Right. Um, um, uh, Jedi Luke's. Yeah, 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 yeah. would yeah, not yeah. take it on Un- Commander Luke. Yeah. yeah. Oper- operative Luke is is a beast. Yeah. More people should play him. Um, uh, but so I guess that's all to say that you know I I think push was a defensible choice in that list. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not sure, you know, if you're playing a traditional Anakin list, you probably should bring that to pip master. Of the force is important. Um, yeah, it is. Yep. But, but again, you know, I, uh, why not just bring Kenobi so that you can have a turn where you get 10 dodge tokens and then have a turn where you get a standby token on your force user. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know. Like the, those, those effects are irreplaceable and so powerful that like, like, I don't know. Like you, you just, you don't get to replace those effects in, in Sounds like you were really close to saying yeah. that Obi-Wan is good, but that's fine. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying of the two of them, I think if you're going to include one in your list, you should take Kenobi. Um, I think that there's some cool stuff with Anakin you can do, but, you know, 160-point standby battery is really expensive, and that like that's the unique thing he can do. And unfortunately that, that and saber throw yeah i mean saber throw is cool those are those are the two things basically yeah, yeah. A, good, a good saber throw and um and exemplar that's and like, basically it the issue that i have with that is that like the saber throw thing is is good no doubt but it's not like super it, it's not like a game breaking ability and the standby sharing thing is like cool, but you want to be generally sharing your standby tokens to the unit you paid the most for traditionally. And I'm not saying that you can't do it other ways, but like, I don't know if Anakin's in your list, he's probably the most expensive thing there. You know, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I was impressed with the ingenuity. Um, congrats. You're, uh, are you three and zero or four and zero at this point in our group? I'm three and zero as of uh, this afternoon. Um, I played my third game today okay. um, against Lord Dorn, which was a, a fun game. Um, I w- I kicked back to my bread and butter Rexstar, which does not have force push in it, my friends. Um, <laughs> uh, I would have much rather you had played that one. Oh, anyway, I know, continue. I know you would have. There was no way. I was, there was, <laughs> I shouldn't say there was no way I was bringing that, but because I had actually, when I was waffling, I was like waffling. I was like, you know what? I played like 30 games of like Rex Star, Arc Star, Shenanigans last season. It's still really good. Maybe I should just play that. Um, you also had me telling you to stick it up his essay ass, and you really needed to prove that point for me. Now yeah. you did in a different way, though. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just made the situational not matter, you know? Yeah, I think that was, like, the, honestly the least consequential thing that that list did. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to win my next two games. So. <laughs> you do, you do. I put you in an Pressure's awkward position. On. Yeah, Pressure's yeah, a little on, bit. Kyle. Um, that was my first round-robin loss in the history of Invader League. Hey. know that? I did not. I mean, so I know David said that you've only lost in Invader League, I think, four times. Um, I think that three, three, three three previous to that. Yeah. So, yeah, you made four. Um, um, so, I, yeah, you know, uh, I yeah, you, you've got like some stupid win percentage. I think it's like 90 percent of your games in Invader League or something. Now it is, yeah. Oh, yeah <laughs> it was more. Sure. <laughs> like, who's more than that, man? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I, uh, um, yeah. So we'll see. It's uh, I honestly though, like I never take round robin for granted. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll see. Good luck. Good luck to you, sir. Good luck to everyone else in our group. Yeah, it's gonna um, be. It's gonna be an interesting finish. There's definitely you know a few people still in it, so. Yeah, because uh, Zodiac um, actually, if I if I lose one game, then I think Zodiac advances. Yeah, uh, I think you can both be three two. Because he's and he's got more he's got more victory points from his other two games. Yeah, so. and, and I, Mike and I would talk about this yeah. precast, Kyle, before you before you joined us. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Kyle unintentionally always finds himself with low VPs because he always will find a way to find the most defendable game yep. possible and play to his style yeah. it's not a, not a fault it's the system right the system's a little bit different than we're used to right well actually going forward it won't be like if vps will matter you know uh, at real life tournaments when you know yeah we've had this conversation already but but yes yeah. i i don't score a lot of vps <laughs> i win i win by as little as necessary generally so yeah. he, he doesn't like to take two lightsabers just get in there you know <laughs> yeah exactly um anyway um yeah, let's move on to the topic that we kicked from last week, which uh, let's let's do this in our tactics section. It's time for Legion 101, classes in session. Um, so we are going to, I don't know if we're going to hit like every single one because this would be a lot of episodes, but we're going to start walking through kind of a, a deep dive of each slot of each faction. If that makes sense. So this week we're going to do Rebel Core and we're basically going to talk about the Rebel Core units what the competitive loadouts for them look like and how you would go about using them in a game. So uh, those core units, there are three of them. We have Rebel Troopers, of course, the mainstay. Oh, I'm sorry. The MK2 is just, also... Know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's also a separate unit. I consider it basically part of if, Vets. If we really want to just take a shot at me, you can be like, yeah, well, it was only three in Zach's world because he thinks Mark IIs don't exist. Oh, I think they're... I also, I can't stand them. But anyway, so you got yes. Rebel Troopers, <laughs> you got Fleet Troopers, and then you have Vets, and then you have Mark IIs, which is really like half of the unit. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so no, it's, to be, yeah, you know okay. what? It's, to it's be fair, half of an activation. Yeah. I've, been take, I've been taking some like stray bullets in the Discord about my hatred of uh, emplacement units. All right, all right. So hang I, on, I want hang people on. to hone in on Kyle and his hatred of Mark IIs. So next time I get hit with a straight... I don't board, hate emplacements, just Mark IIs. All right, well, next time I get tagged with a Mark II, I'm tagging you because now we are cohorts and you are now being drawn into the fire. I've, I've So let's do this in a slightly organized way. We might as well start with Vets and Mark IIs because we're on this topic. 
Um, but let's kind of hit this unit by unit. So Rebel Vets, uh, do you ever run them naked or are you always taking the, the heavy, the CM93 slash dash zero? I think now with the gun being range four that you have to bring the CM091, is that was CM091? Um, I think you bring the heavy weapon if you're bringing vets. Um, just because that gun is actually really good at range four. Um, my takeaway on vets is that I feel like vets want to be in a core central list. And that's very hard to do with rebels and have it feel effective, if that makes sense. And I've had this conversation with you, Kyle, about your captain uh, core, uh, which we'll get to when we talk about rebel troopers. But my, my, my issue with rebel core is that you don't want your points to be inflated because it always feels like you're trading down and you're going to end up being traded up by your opponent because your core costs too much. And I just have that feeling that those vets do that to you because one, they're not necessarily cheap. And two, in order for the list to work, you're going to probably need to bring Mark twos. And three, you probably need the list to revolve around your rebel core. And I think that if you're having a list revolve around your rebel core, you're on your back foot because pretty much every other faction has better core. Uh, that's just my plain takeaway. I think most other factions have better core. Or let's put it this way. The best units in the rebel faction aren't revolving around the core. And and like they're not meant to Disagree. Hand out. Oh, man, I don't know. I just, this oh, is why I don't uh, like Two vets. weeks ago, I would have agreed with you. I also disagree. Ooh, all right, well, bring it on. Here we go, disagreement. So I, I have a couple, I guess, points that I want to make here. First... I think you, if you're taking vets, you're always taking the gun. The reason for that is that um, if you're not taking the gun, you're taking the vets in Mark II for active, activation padding. And I'm pretty sure, last time I checked the math, um, a vets and a Mark II are the same price as two naked rebel troopers. And it like no, it's more. It's it might be more. I yeah. I, I forget. It, regardless, I'm pretty six point, sure six points more. Yeah, like two naked rebel troopers is just like better if you're just trying to activation pad. So I think I think if you're taking vets, you're always taking the gun. Like just hands down. Um. And then, uh, so I don't know. So first of all, I think rebel core is actually pretty good right now. I am not. I I don't love the vets because I don't think they super fit into that model. I think if they had nimble, um, they might. It it would warrant the extra points you play for them. I don't think that like the rebel vet with the gun is like better than the than the DLT. Um, yeah, th like totally. basically what you're paying for is the Mark II. So I think the only reason you're taking the vet with the gun is because for whatever reason you want to take the Mark II. I'm not sure what that reason is, to be clear. I'm glad okay. we're unified in our dislike of Mark II's. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't <clears throat> actually kind of think that, like, with the plus one wound, it's, like, fine-ish. But, like, I don't, I think there are just better things you could be doing. Um, and, and generally, I also am not a big emplacement fan. They're, they're just, like, really limited. I don't know. Um, yeah. They're well, really easy to kill with snipers. They, like extra die to hunter they're just like they're they have a lot of like weird niche flaws to them it's the same reason i don't like mortars so um yeah that's my take on the vets i i think that 
I think particularly with the the vigilance meta we are entering into, vets are not particularly like like it's hard to beat a rebel core unit with nimble when you have vigilance in your list. Like I, I think I think that's really difficult and the vets like just they don't bring enough over that. Yeah, and I feel like I need to clarify what I meant by other factions having better cores when your list revolves around core. I'm not Watch saying out, that the Zach's rebel backpedaling everybody. No, 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 no. I disagree with that too, but this is uh, not a hot take section. So. I'm just saying that I don't think that if, when, if you're when we talk about list, empire core, we can have this conversation. Yeah. But <laughs> at, at some point you're going to have to get into a knife fight with empire core and they're probably going to beat rebel core. That's my point. If you're building a rebel list straight up around their core units, I think you've made a mistake is what I'm really getting at. That's well, let's right let's get to rebel troopers before we get in the meat and potatoes. This conversation. Hang on, let me let me weigh in on. Vets. Yeah, he's gotta weigh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like let's 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 wait to have that specific conversation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So for me, it's just you know a a rebel vet with the heavy CM dash zero ninety three slash whatever it's called. Uh, I can never remember the order of the punctuation. It goes to show you how much we don't like Fets when we don't know. It's it's actually, I think it's my favorite heavy weapon name because Star Wars is almost, like all the heavy weapon names are are like an almost self-aware, self-mockery string of alphanumeric characters in no particular order. And um, the the veteran one is just the most ridiculous one to me because it's got like multiple slashes and dashes in it. It's got multiple numbers in it that are not next to each other. Uh, I love it. I love everything about it, even though I can never remember which one it is. So anyway, yeah, it's it's that combination plus the Mark II is 112 points. A DLT Rebel Trooper unit plus a naked Rebel Trooper unit is 106, which is cheaper. And you get a naked rebel trooper unit instead of a Mark II, which if you're padding your activation, it's the same number of wounds technically, but they can use cohesion for cover. Um, Emplacements are really easy to catch out of cover because they only have one model. Um, You know, it's, they can move and shoot. (laughs) Like clearly they don't have critical, but... uh, It's kind of whatever. The thing about it is that, like, if you're padding for activations, like, the importance of keeping those activations alive is so important. Yeah. And, like, being able I just to always end up... hear a dude somewhere that, like, your opponent literally can't get to is, like, it, it, I don't know. It's fundamental to being able to it, make that. It is. I just, whenever I run Mark IIs, they take a couple of wounds from a sniper the first time they get shot, and then I'm like, I guess I just have to hide this thing for the rest of this game and pass with it. And that's what always happens with a Mark II. So uh, when I play them, maybe I suck at Mark IIs. No, I, th- uh, I think you're Listeners, right. please, no. please tell me <laughs> that I, I suck at Mark IIs. Their issues, but, they have to be at range three to be effective. So you yeah. have to put them in a position. And they to, can't move shoot. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that, you know, as far as the vets go, like, if you're going to play vets for a reason other than, hey, I want to play, like, a themed list that looks cool, like... If you're playing them because you want them to be like be intrinsically mechanical and important to your list, you're playing them to do some weird thing where you're like putting recon intel on your vets and then like using that scout move to like set up your um, 
your Mark II in like a really weird forward position so that you can like fire support some like alpha strike on turn one where you hit your opponent in their deployment zone before they move. Like, yeah. like, like that's the sort of shenanigans that like I think you or like reason you need to include a vet for mechanical reasons in your list. Yeah, um, like a gimmick almost. I mean, yeah, not, not I mean, to, I, yeah, I mean, like. It, you know, um, I mean, I think we we talked about it like a a, a long time ago. There was a, there was like a triple coordinated bombardment fire support thing going around where you like you cohered all your Mark Twos forward. You like bombarded with Leia and then like fire supported the bombardment shots or whatever, um, which was kind of cool and interesting. You know, if, um, if you and, don't delete something, you're in trouble. Right, and that's the thing. You're like down four activations at the beginning of the game if if you if you don't kill something. So, um, anyways, that's a long winded way of saying I think that that's really the only reason to bring a vet, unless you're being like, hey, I want to play Hoth Rebels, which is fine if that's what you want to do. And I've seen some some of the double layer speeder lists that take like three vets and three MK twos. I think it's fine in that context. Um, but if you're just if you're just like I want a rebel core unit with critical, just take a rebel trooper DLT. <laughs> you know, like that's I'm 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 partial to DLTs. I've I've always been. Uh, I <laughs> I bought five upgrade packs for back when Worlds was before Worlds was canceled. I was that was a long time ago now. I was on the DLT trade early. So um, let me get this straight. You've, you've not only bought five upgrade packs for the Rebels, you've bought five upgrade packs for the Separatists now too, right? Specialist packs. There's oh, a I'm difference. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think they're the same price. <laughs> yeah. um, I Yes, that's accurate. Uh, anyway, we're not talking about that today. We're not talking about here. I was a normal person <laughs> and was asking people in my area if they had an extra rebel DLT that could borrow for worlds. Oh, you can you, buy five. Yeah, that would have been smarter. Um, <laughs> anyway, I still have one unopened. I could probably sell it for or something. Uh, anyway, so rebel troopers. Let's talk about rebel troopers. Uh, what heavy? So I think there's actually basically. I don't want to say four, but there's at least three different good ways to run rebel troopers naked for activation padding um, with a DLT. And I think the Z6 is also fine now that it's 20 points. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, I think just the shotgun is off the table, the ion gun off the table, that both of them are just not, Again, unless you're building for theme, which okay, whatever. Um, like those things, just they're not good. They're the shotgun being range two is. I'm, it's, it's got a strong dice pool, so I understand why it's range two. Like the dice pool is actually pretty solid when you well, when you sit it's down it's a good dice pool, but yeah. rebel troopers are not an assault unit, and that's an assault. No, weapon, well, so. not only that, but if, if you're gonna take a unit that like operates at range two, that's a core unit. Um, it's the next one we're going to talk about. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. You know? Just take fleets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which sucks because uh, the Ithorian, I believe, is the shotgun model. Oh, yeah, he's so cool looking. And he's a great looking model. Um, I mean, of course, you can model him with a regular gun. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think Z6 is one. All right, I have, a, I have a strong stance on this one. I think that 
naked rebel troopers in the sense that of what they used to be, which was spammable are not, are not in a good spot right now. I don't think spamming naked rebel troopers is, is still a thing because droid list exists. And that's why I think a Z six is that's why I think the Z six should come back around in the meta because um, one, you're going to end up with like a points jam where you can't buy enough DLTs in certain lists and you're just throwing a, D, a Z six in there and you're giving yourself some extra dice to deal with extra bodies that you're going to come across. Um, ideally, I think competitively, you want to bring as many DLTs as you can fit, if I'm being honest. Um, if, if you're running a list where you want Rebel Trooper heavies, because there, right. are, there are lists where you're focusing on something else and you just want to take like your three yeah. minimum core. There's like triple Wookiee, yeah. like Tauntaun list that probably yeah, yeah. Have naked naked Rebel Troopers. I don't know if it's enough. I I, I haven't seen it enough to, see, to, to really make that statement. Um, me personally, I play against a lot of droids. I want heavy weapons, and that's why I probably bring the DLT quite often because the Rebel DLT is like fantastic. Um, I've said this since the release. I will continue to say it. I love the Rebel DLT. Um, it's so reliable. Um, even the range four pot shots just feel good. Uh, it's something like Rebels didn't have for like the longest time, so maybe that's why I was so big on it at first. But now even more so because if you enter range three, that dice pool is like phenomenal. Um, there could be a conversation to be had of whether Kyle's captain SA thing is real or my compromise, which I've talked about in the rebel chat part of the Legion discord is that you don't bring the captain and SA, but you bring an extra body, which is a little bit cheaper and you're getting the same offensive output um, to kind of back up the statements that Mike and I make about SA kind of being useless in certain situations. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Rebel troopers still really good. Uh, Rebel core is still really good as opposed to, I understand that what I said might be taken out of context. I, I just don't think building around rebel core is what you want. I think you're like Kyle's list. Yes. Kyle's list is core centric, but he's got three heroes in it. He's still got Cassian K2 and, and Chewbacca. He's still got three snipers in it. Like the list might be core beefy, but it doesn't revolve around that core, no matter which way you cut it. It might look like it does, but it doesn't. And that, that I mean, that's how I feel about it, right? Um, Rebel Core is still really good. It, DLT is just really good. Um, I love my clones, but it, I'm not gonna lie. Watching these Rebel lists get thrown out there, I've been dying to play a Rebel DLT, like Op Luke Cassian list, because it just feels good. Um, and, that's, and that feels good to say, because there was a time, there was a dark time where rebel heavy weapons were basically on the shelf. And that was a legit statement. Like they literally had to collect dust on the shelf or you would get eaten alive. Um, so I'm kind of happy to see that it's kind of shifted where heavy weapons are on rebel units again. Yeah. And I, just to make the case real quick for the captain, I like the extra body. I, I, I like where you're going with that. It's relatively cheap now. That is that is a very strong dice pool at range three when you throw that extra dude on there. Um, the captain's it hits, only it hits better than shores if I'm not mistaken. Right? It does. Like, yeah. Yep. Um, the captain is only a little little bit more expensive. For me, the situational awareness thing is good, but it's not just that you're getting. You're also getting the ignore suppression for a turn. Sorry, cannot be suppressed for a turn, which is not quite the same thing because they can still panic. Oh, it's not. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Um, yeah, I really like the captain for that reason. I've been, I have been using them. Um, clearly I've used them twice for, for round Robin once ineffectively and once, uh, very effectively and then plenty of plenty in practice games too. And I've been consistently impressed just with the captain version, both because they hit harder, uh, between vigilance and situational awareness, you bounce a lot of hits that would otherwise be eating those white saves alive, including from our troopers. But there's a lot of things with critical in this game. Um, I think the fact that you intentionally did not bring ARC Troopers because you assumed I was going to be bringing situational awareness is testament to the fact that it's good. Well, uh, uh, so not to not to go back to that point, but uh, I thought you were bringing situational awareness clones, which is significantly a different a different beast. Sure, uh, Rexstar I think would have eaten those rebels alive uh, to some extent. Um, I don't know. I, wiping a rebel trooper squad basically with a z6 shot is still like in the cards you know oh no question it's it's bad against large dice pools which is specifically what rex star you know you backload you backload a z6 shot with like 10 aims um it's not good in those situations no um i I will say i was markedly surprised at just like uh how much more durable those units seem to be um like like there was w- one core unit that like i meleeed it with anakin like twice and it still didn't die you know which <laughs> like in the situation i was in i was okay with right because like i wanted anakin to be in melee and it like i wasn't really pressed for time so it wasn't a huge deal um, but had I been pressed for time, it would have been a big deal. You know, like you had two, three dodge tokens on this stupid rebel core unit and you were just recycling it every turn, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think in, in that respect, you know, I think vigilance to me is like the big, the oh, clearly there, right. Like, yeah. Um, and, and I do think that like the bigger conversation as far as rebel troopers go specifically is like, I, I don't think it's, it's a very close competition in the rebel core slot anymore because of vigilance, right? Like it's just, um, you know, we haven't talked about fleet troopers yet. We will, but, um, you know, vigilance, the vigilance and nimble combo, regardless of if you're using the situational awareness thing, um, I think is just really good. You know, like even if you just have four units with Z sixes with no extra dudes, you know, um, and you just like have a dude with vigilance in your list, whether it be Leia or a generic or whatever, um, Jin or something, you know, it's just, there's just vigilance is five points. It's a lot of value for five points. Um, and it's, it, it, and I think the other thing with vigilance is that like, if it's, if you don't need it on your rebel troopers, you just like kind of slide it somewhere else. Right. You're like, Oh, this turn I need it on, Cassian, because I want him to hold his dodge that he got from like Last Stand or whatever. Um, you know, uh, but but uh, you know, um, I think you guys are right in the the DLT is like the weapon. I think Z six are are in the conversation because they they were frankly they were getting hedged out by standby sharing. Like standby sharing yeah. made Rebel Trooper range three just like that was the main reason you couldn't do it. You there's a conversation about like 
most other things have more firepower at range three like short troopers like just annihilate rebel troopers a lot of the time you know z6s with six aim tokens also you know make it difficult but at least now you can like pull your punch before you know before before you die um and and the vigilance nimble thing makes taking that punch a little bit more tolerable or or at least costly to your opponent to do it right and the rebel trooper z6 is a good 30 points cheaper than both of those units that you just mentioned so yeah yeah i mean my advice would be that if you're not going for the situational awareness like captain build that kyle's talking about with the dlt keep your rebel troopers as lean as you can right like and i I mentioned the extra body that's just kind of kind of a spike kyle uh i don't know if putting an extra body in a dlt is what i would normally do um, it was just part of the conversation of the situational awareness. It's actually not terrible, mind you. I do think that there there is a conversation to be had that maybe the extra body on a DLT is worth the extra firepower if that's what the list is going for. Um, but for the most part, I'm going Rebel Trooper, Heavy Weapon, done. That I mean, personally, that's yeah, me. Yeah, I, th- like, I, th- I think that's fair. I also think, like, with the caveat that, like, put Vigilance in your list. like, regard, oh, like oh, totally, re- totally. You know, like, it's just... it. I, Rebels should gravitate to command slots right now let's put it this way uh if you have um four to five rebel troopers in your list right just add an extra point to that heavy weapon in your head because that's the five points for vigilance right like essentially assuming you've already got somebody with a command slot just right of course which which is pretty common but i do think that like traditionally we have not seen rebel lists specifically take command slotted units because like they've got no use for aggressive tactics you know we used to see like leia take improvised orders but that was like she was really already there and she just we were putting improvised orders into that slot because there was really nothing else to spend the points on and it was okay right Rando Calvarisian. Don't do that again. That like hurt my ears. Um, and and then strict orders for Tauntaun builds, basically. But yeah, this yeah, is like yeah, the, the uh, totally. This is like vigilance is like the first upgrade where, you, as a rebel player, you're actually like, wow, I need to make sure I take somebody with a command slot so I can take this. Right, it's, it's, it's like you're excited, yeah. right? You're like, ooh, Rex with aggressive tactics. This is like Leia with vigilance, you know? This yep. feels good, right? Um, and I think that that's been missing a little bit from, like, their Rebel arsenal. You know, you're like, Veers with electro binoculars. This is aim tokens. Woohoo, you know? Um, I remember when I couldn't leave my house with Le- without Leia and, like, um, I can't even think of the card. Uh, when you throw the order, improvised orders. Like I used to always be like, oh, I need because I would always play Luke and Leia. I'm like, I need Leia for the command slot for improvised orders, and um, you know that's basically where we're at. Yep. Yeah, except vigilance is way better than improvised orders ever oh. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way but yeah, um, so yeah, if you're if you're centering, not even centering a build around rubber troopers, if you are using a rebel list and you have rebel troopers in it that are not naked you should find a way to fit Vigilance in there. If you're giving Rebel Troopers heavy weapons, figure out a way to get Vigilance in there. Um, You know, the generic commander is only 45 points. Five points makes him 50. Um, It's a perfectly decent handout dodge token, 50-point activation to enable Vigilance. He feels just as good as a clone commander. It's fine. (laughs) 
Okay. Look, <laughs> that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, yeah. We're not having that conversation today. Um, Come on, toss a dart. Come on. But anyway, so let's have fleets real quick. Um, little known, so little known factoid of the day. Against red save units, fleet troopers with the shotgun have the most efficient attack in the game. They got to get there, Kyle. They got to. I know. There. I know. <laughs> I just so I wanted to lead with a positive because I feel sick. I know the rest of this conversation is going to be. I'm so sick of this narrative. I feel like I've been reading that statement for like the entire time that I have owned Star Wars Legion. It is a freaking lie. I don't care. I mean, like, I mean, okay. it's not a lie. Just it's not a lie. It's not a lie. It's, it's mathematically it's, accurate. In it practice, it is not. Correct. Because it they is, never get there. It is, it is factual. But I'm here to tell you that the, the math and the facts are a lie. So, because in this game, range two is really freaking hard to get to safely. And you will die on the way. And you will not get those mathematically correct stats because your fleet troopers are dead. Um, so I have a, still sink. a couple questions. First, is it really mathematically better than uh, a full arc squad with a name token? Like, like assuming the arc squad has Pierce. Well, I think on, it's on by a, points. It's a point on a per on a per point, on a per point, basis. point basis. Sure, sure. So yeah, that's what I mean by efficient. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, it's definitely more efficient though. Never mind. Um. Cool. Uh. So. Whew, I have a lot of feelings here. Um. They're well, not let's, quite okay. as vicious as Zach's. Uh, I actually think fleet troopers are defensible. Okay, continue. I think so. I think I said this, uh, uh, you know, a couple, maybe not a couple months ago, or maybe even a couple weeks ago. I think like if you're taking no naked rebel units, like take naked rebel fleet troopers. They are forty points, and they're really good. At, like they're like reasonable. Like yes, you have to get to range two, but like. Rebel troopers are not very good at shooting at range three, anyways. So it's kind of like whatever. Um, and you know, I mean, if you get a full unit of naked fleets into range two, even without the shotgun, you know, it's still eight white dice surge to hit. You know, I mean, like that—that's not nothing. You know, what off the top of my head, what three times eight, twenty-four? You, like you're averaging you played, three hits. You know, have you played naked pathfinders? I, I mean, these are half the cost of Naked Pathfinders. Oh, I'm just saying, because Naked Pathfinders, when you throw those eight dice, it's still a slot machine. I'm, it's, there's it's no a doubt. slot machine. I'm, I'm saying that if you're required to take core units and you're taking Naked ones, I think Fleet Troopers are pretty defensible. I also think that, like, <clears throat> this is clearly, like, a not-a-now thing, but if they ever got a specialist pack, I think they could, like, if, if it's anything like the stuff that we've seen, I think... They could they could do some interesting and cool stuff with it, like the the standby thing. Like if if you could put a training slot on them to like get like put Overwatch on them, I think they could be defensible. Like like if you could like actually take a range three standby on them, um, like it, like clearly they can't shoot to range three, but if they like you know could move out of the way, I think it would be fine. You know, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean. Ready feels like a, a keyword that should be good, but it's terrible in most cases, right? Um, if we were to see like a specialist or like a weapon pack, what I would like to see would be like almost like a B2 hot weapon that you can shoot at range three that has blast that could like impact. Right? Is that what is? Is that the one that has blast? Do, do, you, do you mean like the MPL barrage? 
<laughs> no, absolutely not. Because is is that does that have blast? Yes. Uh, does it? No. It does it? Yes, really? it does. The MP it has blast me? and it has impact too. It is the same as the HA except it doesn't have cycle and its dice are black instead of red. Are you talking? We're talking about the Rebel Ion. Head it has weapon, blast. Right? No, 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 no. The Fleet Trooper weapon upgrade that everybody forgets exists. Oh, oh no, I, oh, I remember yeah. it existed. That, uh, but it has blast. Yes. Fleet right, Troopers well, have a mind. weapon with I blast. All right, I lied because it has a weapon that has that profile and that's not good. Uh, it should be <laughs> said. It should be said that. Um, tapping a weapon without cycle is not as good as cycle, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, clearly. That, that's... Yeah, it doesn't. So <laughs> wow, I didn't know that it had its last. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, never mind. They, Let's they, talk they about it real quick. Let's talk about it real quick, and then we'll talk about the shotgun. Um, it does have blast. They have it, it is the MPL B, which stands for barrage, because Was apparently it's black has... and a white. Then yeah, it's it's bad. It's it's actually <laughs> it's actually one black. Oh. <laughs> and, and too white. Oh. Um, it does not have cycle, and uh, but it does have blast and impact too. So in that respect, at least, it's the same as the HA. Um, it is only 22 points, but the shotgun is 23 points. So I'd rather take my chances in range two. <laughs> well, and the shotgun has pierce and two red dice. So <laughs> better dice, pierce. Um, and what's the, what's the B2 weapon? Two red and a white. <laughs> Oh my God! What a difference! <laughs> yeah, uh, the the B twos are you know ninety. Well, not not. That's if you take the the T series. Um, they're like seventy something points. So they're. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're B2s more. are w- without the personnel stuff right now. Super efficient. Not enough people are playing them. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't even trying to make the comparison. I was yeah. just thinking of a weapon that could possibly help them. Like yeah, yeah. Blast no, it's, it's just funny. Dice. You're like, man, I wish they had a weapon like the HA. I, I didn't know it had blast. That's how that's how little yeah. I've looked at that card. Um, yeah, so... Two white, two white and a black at 22 and blast is bad. So no, um, the shotgun the, is the, the only dice are, The dice are bad and the exhaust bring in a is weapon. bad. Yeah, um, take the shotgun if you're bringing something. I, I do agree that, Mike, if you are bringing naked rebel troopers, there's a case to be made for fleet troopers. Uh, in the context of... Fleet troopers in, in the way that that most people want to bring them, I, they're terrible. Is still, I think. But I mean, like, don't bring them as your linebacker unit, right? Which is like what we were doing originally. Like when when fleets were seen playing on the table, like they were the rebel linebacker unit because like we didn't have wookies yet, and like snipers were important. And I don't know, they're, you know, my my issue with fleets is this: they step onto a table and they have a literal target on their back that your opponent focus fires them because of the potential that they have and i don't think that's true oh my fleets my fleets have been targeted so many times and this is well i haven't played fleets in a while mind you so i think that's a little bit of a fallacy in that like they feel like they get targeted because like on the way to range two they get shot right like you know i don't it's not hard to like shoot them. Most it doesn't. T- it doesn't take very many shots. Yeah, to... you know, but, like, they're, <laughs> they're rebel troopers without nimble and, and vigilance and all that shenanigans. You know? They need a flak jacket. That's what they need. Like a flak jacket upgrade that gives them red dice or something. <laughs> like honestly, it's the courage one more than and more than the, anything the else. Courage one's pretty. Yeah, like, that's you fair. Suppress them. It's just like oh yeah. I'm in a really crappy position. If if, if you want to use the shotgun version, I would strongly consider throwing an officer on there. Both for the extra body and for the uh, the courage too. Well, and that's um, a place where like 
if they had access to a captain, it would be way better, right? Like, yep. captain with a training upgrade? Like, oh, uh, I get to make myself immune to suppression outside of panicking and, like, take offensive push? Like, that seems... Yeah, talk about a unit that would like offensive push. like Right, you know. Um, with with an extra body and suppression mitigation, for sure. And you know what? As we're talking about fleets, it occurs to me that we sort of inadvertently buried the lead because we said we were going to talk about something and then we didn't. Um, so let's round out this core discussion, but we still need to talk about the AA5 and the LAT Ellie. <laughs> we oh, never talked about them. That, oh, yes. Yeah. Other totally than that they existed. We, we kind of like got on a... Anakin yeah. Kenobi bark, bark we did. discussion. So, so let's round out this core discussion real quick because we've talked about how to build them, but we haven't really talked about how to use them. Um, you guys got any like quick, super quick hits on how to use Rebel Core? I say like this when they're all the, on the table. I say this all the time. When you're building a list and you put a bunch of guns in it, you say to yourself, gun line. Don't play it like a gun line. Because if you're playing against another gun line, you will most likely lose that battle. Um, you still need to play the rebel way, which is picking your spots and being smart with your decision making. Um, never, don't be afraid to take those range four pot shots and move and just stay mobile. Um, but if you're trying to enter a range three gunfight within the list that also has range three guns, uh, you're probably in for a world of hurt. Uh, I know there are situations where you kind of have to do that sometimes. Um, but build the list out and don't think straight gun line. Like, think the rebel way, which is kind of be cagey. Yeah, I mean, um, like, a lot of other gun lines will, like, aim shoot. Uh, Rebel should be move shooting or shoot moving almost always. You know, uh, it's really enticing, I think, to take an aim token, but, like, I just... They, they, they do still melt in the breeze, even with dodge tokens and vigilance and all that. Um, so, you know, I. Th- at the end of the day, they're there to support your heroes because that's what rebels are about most of the time. Um, unless you're like taunting it up or whatever. So, I yep. agree. There are times when you can aim shoot, like if you can assess that you're basically safe from return fire in whatever location you are. Um, I think dodge shooting is almost. I, I can't remember the last time I dodged shot with a it's rebel trooper a unit. Trap. Yeah, because if you're dodging, that means you expect them to get shot, and then you should just be shooting and then moving away from the shot, so <laughs> so you don't get shot at all. Um, so yeah, aim shoot. I find myself doing more than dodge shooting, but mostly, like you said, I find myself doing moving and shooting or shooting and then moving. Yeah, and and I always think like tactically, like, and this is like a real quick thing. Tactically, is if you have the DLT and you want to take a pot shot at something that shoots at range three only, get yourself exactly to four, and they can't move shoot you. Uh, and that's like a big thing for the Rebel DLT, in my opinion. Yep, super overlooked little tactical nuance of Legion, but the um, the move the speed two movement tool is exactly five inches, and a trooper base is what twenty five millimeters, um, which is very slightly less than one inch when you account for the bevel on the base which means that uh, a speed to move plus a trooper base is very slightly less than range one, which is six inches. So that means it, like if you ever see people um, at a table and they're saying like, I'm going to move to exactly range or whatever, usually the purpose of that is to establish that, um, you know, if 
if the opponent then moved from that spot directly towards the unit that shot them, they would they would be unable to close the next range band. So, um, yeah, that that exactly range whatever uh, language is very important in that context. That goes well beyond DLTs, but it's definitely important for DLTs. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, let's talk. So we didn't get. I did not watch the stream, but did we get any like actual information about the AA5 or the LAT so LE? So models and bases, basically. Right, so we, we, we know what the bases look like, which is important. The um, I believe the AA5 is on a occupier base, yep. if I am recalling correctly. And I believe the LAT was on a AAT base? Yeah, ironically. Like, I don't know. It might have been a little smaller than that. It might have. It, it was tough to tell. When I saw it, I thought it was smaller. Then someone mentioned that it, it had the well. Someone mentioned they have the side notches. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it did have the side notches. Now that I'm thinking which about which doesn't it. necessarily mean it's the same size, but it could be a new base. Speculation leads you to believe be that it's the same as an um, AAT. That thing would be blazing fast. If it, I mean, maybe it's speed one. I don't know, but it's it basically a helicopter. So it, it, it would is shock me if helicopter. It, so it, it, yeah. it makes sense that it might be able to like strafe, right? If it's a helicopter, so the side notches make sense. Maybe they, maybe they took like the airspeeder base and just cut notches in the side. That's but, what I said it was. Know. I thought it was an airspeeder base. That's what it looked like to me. It's, the side notches threw a wrench into things. Yeah, um, it's tough to tell yeah. without like something we know in the picture with it. Um, so there's no statistical data that we have to like take from other than both of these items like they showed us the interiors they're clearly transports you know um yeah. mm -hmm. which i think is important and and i think maybe more importantly both of them at least look like they might be transports for more than one model right uh like maybe these are squad transports like they're not like the land speeder where you get in the you know the passenger seat and like that's all you got um like the airspeed the a5 like it looks the interior will look like a rhino, right? Um, legitimately, it looks like a, like a bus. Yeah. You're being you're being Seriously. charitable. Yeah, I've, Zach says bus. I would have said like Winnebago. That's yeah, like, like an RV. Yeah, um, um, but clearly you can fit more than one person in a Winnebago. So right. Uh, that, that's <laughs> I'm gonna, have, <laughs> think I'm gonna the, have a hard time painting this can canonically because I really think that this thing is made for mean paint jobs. Like, yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. I've I've seen the um, the Scooby Doo mystery van. Uh, proposed as a potential paint job. Yo, oh, um, I love it. I love it. Um, but but I will say, just to kind of like be sort of on our last topic, if the AA5 is like a reasonable like thing that can transport a unit of fleet troopers, like like we may be having a different discussion in four months about the fleet oh, troopers. Oh, yeah. Unit, right? Like, like if you can drive your fleet troopers across the map and have them get out in range two, like, defensively, like, that might be pretty good. I know? will say, I will uh, say, there's one thing that I need to, to uh, like, reread before these units come out, and that's how transport works. Because transport rules are so goofy and especially if they're full units, they're it, gets confusing. Really, it gets really yeah. strange. Um, but I do agree that if you can move some fleet troopers across the board in this uh, 18 truck here, uh, I'm, I'm all for it. It's, it's also worth mentioning um, that right now the transports in the game are what? The Occupier, the Landspeeder, yeah. is that it. it? Yeah. Right? So both of those transports are open transports and like those are the keywords open transports like 
it's very clear from like what they showed us of the models and stuff like the a5 is like not an open transport right like it's like it's got four walls a roof and a floor you know um so it'll be interesting to see like how different those rules are because i mean i think the way they've been presented in the rrg is like these are the open transport rules like you know it kind of suggests that there are closed transport rules right um, right, like, well, hang I on. think closed transport. Might are the clo- the are there closed transport rules in the RRG? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Maybe I, I don't. While Kyle looks that up, it's applicable yeah. generally. While um, Kyle looks this up, um, my one quip uh, about these units is the the lat le is uh, Republic and Empire dual unit. Um, I wrote my article that I have mixed feelings about that. Um, Mainly because it feels like Republic keeps on getting these dual units, um, and I'd like to see that, I'd like to see that more across the board. That's all. That's I all. Think, I think that's transport fair. closed. Transport closed is in the RRG. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The the, pri- the primary difference is that the unit inside can't be shot. Yeah. Can't be shot. Yeah. Totally fair. Which seems good for fleet troopers. Which seems great for fleet troopers, right? Seems and, good for like, Skywalker. Uh, you know. Or that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and and like. The, the lat, like, I'm not sure it's going to be closed because it's kind of like a helicopter thing. And if it's doing like a black hockey thing, maybe it's open, you know, who knows. But, um, like, if we assume for a second that both of these are like closed transports, like, that's some game changing things right there, right? Like, if you are like dumping Anakin and Kenobi out of helicopters, like, maybe that becomes good, you know? I don't know. Um, I, if you're, if you're, delivering operative luke into the middle of your opponent's army with him being untouchable like does operative luke get a lot better um i don't know yeah I mean, it, there's clearly... skywalker <laughs> if that well, thing is closed transport i mean imagine like dropping palpatine on his one pip out of a helicopter you know oh, like <laughs> you know like, like brings new meaning to palp bomb right doesn't it? you know you know like like all of a sudden like there's some like like the occupier like palpmobile thing is kind of a joke already but like palpatine's not real safe when he does that and it's kind of like a one trick pony but if you can put him in a helicopter for a reasonable price like you know and just drop him in the middle of the clone ball like if you kill four so clone cool. units with palpatine does it really matter that you lost palpatine you know i i don't know um yeah, I'm just picturing Palp like descending because he would descend. He would basically fly. I assume he'd be like a, uh, a with his hands, storm, you, know. Right? you know. Yeah, it'd just be like like a lightning storm from the the helicopter. Oh man, uh, I will say, um, the lat model is cool as hell. It is. Um, it looks I can't like wait it's going to be a pain to put together. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it does. Um, and and for the AA five, uh, it's clunky. It's ugly. It feels very rebelly. Um, and for those crazy hobbyists that has an interior ready for you to paint, I will tell you this right now. I will not be painting the inside of that thing. I will just be throwing some paint on there and just be like, yeah, it's good. You say uh, that, I'm, but when I'm I got my the rhinos, when, yeah, when I got my rhinos, you're like, you're not, you're like, oh, I'm not going to paint the inside. And then you get it <laughs> and you're like, oh, the door opens and like you put the door on the hinges. Like you don't glue your <laughs> rhino doors to your rhino. They're on hinges, right? So you can open and close it when, when your dudes get out and you can like make it look, I don't know. I, you, you say that now, but like if there's hinges on this thing, you're going to paint the inside. I promise. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I actually, I love how it looks. I know you said it's ugly. To me, it's like so rebel. 
Oh, I mean, it, totally. It looks exactly like if, you know, Sergeant Bob was like, man, we need a transport for our squad. You know, my mom's got a, got something that I think could work if we slap some armor paints on it, um, armor plates. Uh, this is that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it totally I is. love everything about it. I love how it looks. It's, it's super uh, orky is maybe not the right word, but it's kind of got that vibe to it. I right, think. exactly. It's clearly like something that is repurposed from its original, <laughs> no, whatever it's that purpose was. So rebel. It was it's not so as an APC. <laughs> so, um, it doesn't make it pretty though. It's still ugly. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's ugly in like a charming way, you know. Um, I, I think a good paint job on that thing with like some, you know, like you know, decaling it with like some like yep. like a Phoenix Squadron A five mm-hmm. would look real cool if you did like painted it like Sabine wood or something like yep. that. This is totally Uncle Eddie from uh, Christmas Vacation, and I'm gonna mod the hell out of this thing. Oh yeah. Could yeah. do some like some World War II style pinups on the side, you know. I've seen people with with those kind of decals, and I mean, I, like, there's a lot of flat surfaces on this thing, um, and it's also just begging to be like weathered uh, by anyone with experience in that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see the paint jobs on these. All right, any other thoughts, gents? I know. I mean, I we're gonna have to wait four months to find out. I yeah. Guess, uh... <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I I think so. For me, I'm not really that excited about the AA5 just because it does look a little bland, and I don't really play Rebels. However, um, I think that the lat um, has only been seen in two IPs: Star Wars Rebels and Fallen Order. Um, and it's kind of like a big deal in, I shouldn't say big deal, but it's like when, when the lat shows up in Fallen Order, you're like, whoa, you know, um, someone pointed out to my blog post, actually, it was in Clone Wars as well. Okay. I, I thought the same was. thing as you. Yep. Okay. okay. I first thought of Rebels cause it makes me think of like when they're chasing down Ezra on Lothal. That's what yeah, I put yeah, in my yeah, article. Totally, totally. Like that's where my mind goes to right away. Um, I played Fallen Order so fast. I kind of forgot about that it's showing up and now you brought it up. I'm like, Oh my God, that scene was like insane. Yeah. Um, you're you're but, literally like, Oh my God, I'm screwed right now. Right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. good. It doesn't yeah. feel good. Um, and then, um, yeah, someone didn't bring up it's in clone wars as well, which makes sense. Okay. Cause it's Republic. Yeah. And, yeah and I, I was a little bit curious about the Republic thing. I'm pretty sure the LE stands for law enforcement though. So like, yep. like, I, you know, it, it's defensible that it could be both. I think even if it didn't exist in, in the Clone Wars IP, so um, that's it's, interesting. Yeah, it's basically like a the space version of a Black Hawk helicopter. Yeah, yeah, what, which what, is pretty awesome in my opinion. Yeah, I will say that I would prefer to have gotten the actual lat. Um, oh, which there's maybe well, too big be enormous. Game. Dude, yeah. hey, come on, get out of here! Like we don't have, we don't have oh, big enough me. tables for that thing, man. I I do agree it would be cool, but like. What size base would that be on? Like half the table? I mean, really? I, mean, I don't think it's that big. It's not. It's half big. The table, big. No, it's it's big. big. People don't. People have scaled this out. It's it's big. It'd be like, I mean, it wouldn't be like an ATAT, but um, it would be unreasonably large if they made it properly to scale. Well, we just need Star Wars Legion Epic version. Nah, there you go. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I'm happy to see these. I'm excited. Um, I'm excited to put some fleet troopers in a bus, in a party bus, and uh, drive it around. 
I guess we'll, we have no idea what the stats are. And maybe it's made of peanut brittle and it's like not actually even more durable than the fleet troopers. Who knows? <laughs> that would be super depressing. That would be. <laughs> I would like, I would cry. I haven't played Rebels in a while. Yeah. Even I would cry about that. Yeah. Anyway, um, good luck to everyone still in Invader League. Round Robin groups are starting to round out here. So, um, yeah, good luck to everyone. We've got a few weeks left to get those games in. Uh, we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike. I'm Zach. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>